0: holy crap i can't believe we're back right we're back it's june
1: and we're back. like this is like two weeks earlier three weeks earlier than last year how you been jason yes this is me yes yes we are recording a podcast dude man
2: what's up i haven't talked to you for like five months we're doing the Sackies today right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you win worst co host. Oh, yes. <laughs> Your golden sack my, is on its way. My, oh, the golden sack. That's wow. It's aggressive. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, man. June 20th, 2022. Back for season three. Unbelievable. Who would have thunk? Probably the like 12 people that listen to us on a weekly basis. We appreciate them. Yeah. Hi, mom. <laughs> My mom doesn't listen. So. Yeah man, it's great to be back. It's great to talk to you. We, we we've already been preparing months for this. We have hundreds of videos already re- well, 150 videos recorded for our uh wonderful cheat sheet that we have this year. Oh, so just real quick about that. So what cheat sheet Alex? Oh, Jason, I'm glad you asked. We've we teased it last year, so just, just real quick, my uh, my wife made the astute observation. I don't want to offend anybody that lives like south of, I don't know, like the Illinois, like Indiana area, but she said that her aunt that lives down in Memphis. So like we're the fancy football sackos, and the way that they would pronounce that down in Memphis is everything that ends in. Oh, they pronounce it with an ah uh. so like piano is piano sort of thing so they would pronounce the "saco's" as the Sackas sort of sort of thing and so out of that we came up with the "sacas" sheet so it's the "sacas" sheet uh, is kind of what we're affectionately referring it to it as and, and we have rankings of every position with embedded clickable videos that you can click on. We've made one for every running back we have ranked, every wide receiver we have ranked, tight ends, wide receivers. Jason's not going to let me record a defense or kicker video. It's going to be wonderful. So, the Saka sheet, it's going to be live soon. We're still working on the particulars of of how you can sign up for it and the pricing for it, but we're super excited about it. We put a ton of work in and we're way more prepared than we were to to start last year.
0: Yeah. Also, I will say it has tiered rankings by oh, position uh, and also overall rankings so you can figure out exactly how we would draft this year uh, and then not only that but it does also identify potential sackies or sackos and those are players that we are a bit down on and then players that we like as well our little sleepers but who's to say what a sleeper is and isn't i think <laughs> that's for a different show for a different day today we're saying welcome back and we're just gonna keep it high level keep it light talk about people that have changed places uh in i think we're starting with the afc so sit back relax and welcome to the sackos we're back baby welcome to the fantasy football sackos podcast with your hosts jason shellcross and alex Krobe. let's go fantasy football sackers man it feels good to freaking say that again this is awesome we are
2: recorded
0: live live that's right we are recording live uh (laughs) this is awesome so today today we are talking about uh People that have changed places and just kind of general team outlooks for the AFC. Um, if you guys haven't already, please like, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, ch- you know, get up and geared up for. Uh, I think follow us on Twitter if you want the latest on the sack of sheet. That's probably where we're gonna push it out the heaviest. And also check out our TikTok. We've been putting out some some TikTok videos recently. Some teasers. Of our one minute, two minute previews of each player that you can find all 150 of on the sack of sheet. So,
2: yep, with- and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which has I don't know a couple hundred people that follow us, which is pretty cool. We usually post the the best videos of the week of from our recordings, and especially once waivers roll around, which is generally the the top one or two waiver guys every week we post on there. And as we get into our rankings this summer, we'll have different, uh, different videos on there as well. So if you don't have time to listen to the full-length podcast, we'll hit you with a couple highlights every week on
0: the YouTubes. Yeah. All right. Enough pandering promoting. Time to get down to business. Alex, I think we're going to start with the AFC North today. Talk to me. Let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, what are you looking for out of Lamar Jackson in 2022?
2: It's a great question because this offense is going to it's got to look a little bit different than it did last year, right? With J.K. Dobbins back, Gus Edwards back. They're not going to have the rotating running back carousel that they seem to have last year for a little bit. And Marquise Brown is now gone. He's in Arizona. And so it's going to be Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, right? With Lamar. Lamar got hurt for the first time last year. We have Lamar ranked somewhere in the eighth spot. Uh, from in our consensus rankings uh, last year. He finished as quarterback 16. So I, I have him at six. You have him down a little bit more at 10 that the the rushing potential. He finished with the second most rushing yards uh, at the quarterback position last year. He's still going to be really good. I know him and the team are working on a contract extension. I would expect the this offense to be better than it was last year,
0: even with Marquise Brown leaving. Do you agree? I think that there's no way it can't be better than it was last season. I mean, last year you had both JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards out to me. It was basically a throwaway season. Um, They couldn't really run the ball effectively. They had a, they ran the gambit of retired running backs that shouldn't have had, should not have come out of retirement. That, That got work regularly. What Devonta Freeman saw work in this offense, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it was a cluster. Latav- Latavius Murray was there, <clears throat> so it was it it was all bad for the Baltimore Ravens, and it was all bad before the season even started. Um, this season, they should get guys back, and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Bus, but you know, first year back from ACLs can be kind of meh. Uh, I, I think C- Saquon. We talked a bit, a little bit pre-show. Saquon was muh last year, and so to have not one but two of your key offensive pieces coming back from ACL tears— granted, it's going to basically be a full year uh, for recovery. I do have a little bit of injury concern, and that's I think reflected at my rankings. I want those guys to have some preseason involvement before I will fully anoint them as being true to form, um, and then. You know, we talked about the loss of Hollywood Brown. I don't think people realize um, just how many targets have been vacated by the Ravens. They lost of all the teams in the NFL last year. They lost the fourth most amount of targets, Um, and that's because they lost Hollywood Brown and the 100-plus targets he took with him. so
2: 145 last year.
0: Yeah, and they lost 196 at the position because they lost a couple other guys. Now, um, you know, that's a lot of targets to be freed up. And I I don't think that they're all going to go to Rashad Bateman. I think a lot of them will. Um, but, yeah,
2: I mean, De- De- Devin Duvernay's there. There's not a whole lot else that you really would want to care about from a draft perspective, Mark Andrews is just going to have to show off again. I mean, he's really, uh, that's their number really what one I think is going to happen. Right. Yeah.
0: That's what really what I think is going to happen. I think Mark Andrews is going to have a real good chance of repeating as TE one this year. Um I just wish I didn't have to pay the, the second round draft price to get him, which is where he's currently going in ADP. Yeah. But Yeah, I think it's all things are pointing up for this offense. Hopefully Lamar doesn't have to throw and the offense doesn't have to throw as much as they did last year and can get that ground game running again. And that's smooth sailing. Yeah.
2: And and I think overall, as we as we kind of get into the AFC North a little bit more here, I think that it's going to be like a sneaky high scoring division, depending on if Deshaun Watson ends up playing or not. Which is anybody's guess right now, filming this or I should say recording this in June. I I mean Baltimore's a high scoring offense, Cincinnati's a high scoring offense, Pittsburgh. I mean, they're gonna go as far as Pickett and Trubisky can take them, or and or Trubisky, whatever you want to say. And then Cleveland, with with the potential Deshaun Watson there, like these are actually three or four potentially
0: pretty high scoring like you want to own players in the AFC this year period yeah you definitely want to roster some AFC North guys let's move to what was by far and away I think the biggest surprise of any NFL team last year and not just in fantasy but just overall football um, in the Cincinnati Bengals now Joe Burrow absolutely just exploded last season finished as a top 10 fantasy quarterback Joe Mixon running back three Jamar chase uh wide receiver five T Higgins was a top uh uh top 25 wide receiver uh on a points per game basis he was in the teens like the these guys this team was full of studs basically and, and Tyler Boyd is even flex worthy like yeah
2: I mean it's it's a loaded offense
0: I don't think it gets any worse. If anything, the one weakness that they had last year was the offensive line. And, you know, f- for the people that haven't bought the sack of sheet, uh, partly because it's not even out yet. Um, <laughs> but one thing that we talked about so much that, more
2: research this year, I feel so much more comfortable talking at the beginning here.
0: Um, part of the thing, one of the things that we talk about repeatedly in those videos for any Bengals player was the work that they did to shore up that offensive line. They added Lell Collins, Alex Kappa and Ted Karras through free agency. Like they probably have one of, if not the best offensive lines, certainly it's going to be the best offensive line that Joe Mixon's ever had. And he was running back three last year. So I want as many Bengals players as I can, you know, potentially draft. This this season, I think Mixon late first. If you could somehow do the double and and do the stack with Mixon and Chase or Burrow with Chase, like that would be that would be nasty.
2: Yeah, I mean we, we have them ranked with two two number one wide receivers, uh, a top ten quarterback, and a top six running back. There aren't many offenses that that support support that or or really have ever done that right from a from a ranking perspective and that's basically what they did last year if they were all if if Higgins would have stayed healthy the whole year that's pretty damn close to what they would have had so yeah we're super high on this offense basically every skill position guy is back and their coaching really hasn't changed all that much so full speed ahead on the Bengals this year looking forward to it
0: Absolutely. All right. Let's keep it moving. AFC North. Uh, let's go to Pittsburgh. You talked about to Trubisky or not to Trubisky or Pickett as a rookie. What do you think happens? Tell me what you think the loss of Big Ben means with what they've tried to do on the back end. Um, what does this offense look like this year?
2: Well, we lived through the Trubisky experience and it's hard to separate how much was Trubisky's fault and how much was Matt Nagy's fault. Now, when you watch a YouTube video of Matt Nagy's red zone offense where they're running five verticals from the six yard line and just turning (laughs) around expecting the ball (laughs) makes you wonder. Is it really Mitch Trubisky or was it the offense? Who's to say? I think that the coaching's just really good in Pittsburgh overall and they're going to put their guys in the best position to win, whether that is. Pickett, whether that is Trubisky, they have the skill position, guys, with Harris, Fryermouth, Muth, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool that came out today, I think, and said he's a top three wide receiver skill-wise in the NFL. That's
0: good to have dreams.
2: Yeah. Not, that's not right. So I think this offense will take a step back, honestly, from a wide receiver perspective, Just because Big Ben was so, so good at reading defenses, getting clearly getting the ball out quick. One, he didn't want to get hit. And two, Deontay Johnson's one of the best. Against man or zone in in route running, he has his, his issues catching the ball. Also, Najee Harris led the league in touches last year. He had over 300 carries and 74 catches. Now, I think that that just has to take a small step back. Like they're gonna have to lessen his workload to keep him healthy, I think. So, I just think that there's a small step back because it's really hard to replace uh, what 18 years of experience that that Roethlisberger brought to the table. That's that's just my personal thought. Now, whoever the quarterback is, is going to have a better arm than Roethlisberger did, but I just I it's just really hard to replace that experience there.
0: Yeah. They also did lose Juju Smith-Schuster uh, as well. Um, granted, he didn't really contribute much last year via the vast array of injuries that he was dealing with. Um, but I, uh, I am up and down on this offense depending on the day. I think. Yeah, Nage- I just
2: don't think they're going to throw as many passes, right? Like it, it has to come down but they can't really give Najee the ball more.
0: <laughs> if anything, I think it's going to look like more of a traditional NFL offense and not Big Ben throwing or getting the ball in shotgun every play because he's so immobile and has a noodle arm and throwing three-yard hitches and slants. So and it's, and I, check downs to Najee. Yeah, like, you know, Trubisky can move. Pickett can. can actually move. So I think we're going to see some actual play action rollouts and, and more of a traditional offense. I think Najee Harris is a running back one on volume alone. Uh, yeah. I am, I know higher on him than you are. Um, but they're going to scrape Najee Harris off the field at the end of every game. So I, things I love are young, three down backs in high volume offenses. I think Najee Harris, uh, could, have a hell of a season and so that's why i have him ranked as high as i do which is inside the top five um juju i don't think will really be missed uh quite honestly i think yeah, George year. was there last year. George, or, pickens, yeah, the whole year george pickens if you're looking for a, a real deep sleeper wide receiver he's somebody that is probably going to go undrafted in a lot of drafts or like in the 10th plus round um out of georgia if it wasn't for his injury, he would have been a first round draft pick and has been absolutely mossing people so far at minicamp. so I think it's basically a matter of time for Pickens to over um or outplay chase Claypool. um He also gave a really good interview recently where he talks up uh just you know joining an NFL team so as long as he can get his uh Anger attitude issues on the field under control and not get fined or suspended. I think Pickens is going to be freaking huge and the potential long-term replacement for Deontay Johnson should he not resign at the end of the season. Fryermouth, I hope that his ascension continues. Uh, really, I just need Kenny Pickett to make Pat Fryermouth his like safety valve. That's what I'm hoping for. So
1: I think it'll be ups are, and downs. Are, are, you,
2: are you higher or lower on anybody, depending on who starts? Or is it about the same? But,
0: I think Trubisky is not going to be afraid to sling it. I really don't. I agree. I think he's going to just walk out there and chuck it. And that's why I have Claypool ranked as high as I do. Like, there were times last season when Claypool was separated downfield and Ben just couldn't get him the ball. You know, Ben just could not get the ball downfield. So, I'm actually really excited to see Trubisky or Pickett be able to throw the ball downfield. Uh, I think Trubisky probably has the better arm, but
2: yeah. And 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 this team is going to have to score points. Their their defense is good, but it's just a division. It's it's a tough one. And anytime you're in the the AFC, you're just going to have to score points to be successful. Even with the great off or with a great defense, they're gonna they're gonna find ways to score points. I just I trust their coaches to do that.
0: Yeah. Um now moving to our final AFC North team in the Cleveland Browns. Man, how do you I mean it's early, thank goodness. Like we are gonna know what this offense will look like, I think in pretty short order as the NFL is wrapping Maybe. up. <laughs> I think we think wrapping up their investigation into everything Deshaun Watson. Um
1: Walk me through if he plays and if he doesn't play.
2: Um, I don't want to. I I want to be careful with the words that I use here. Um, so I'll just uh, I'll massage this in. If oh I'm sorry oh Jason just spit his water. Look oh out. my
0: god,
2: sorry that was such um, low
0: hanging fruit. Uh,
2: yeah, sorry. Um, we initially ranked Deshaun Watson as if he was going to play all 17 games this season. And we basically both have him as a top five quarterback because that's where he always finishes if he plays. Amari Cooper is going to ball out. Absolutely ball out if Deshaun Watson plays. Jarvis Landry's not there. You still have Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. And their other wide receivers are Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell. And maybe Jakeem Grant Sr. Like, there's just not a lot. David Joku's fine. Big contract extension this offseason. If Watson isn't there, you're dealing with Jacoby Brissett probably assuming that they trade Baker. Or just cut him or whatever they're going to do with him. We basically have... Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback and every week that he gets suspended, we talked about this on the phone earlier. It's almost like every week he gets suspended, you drop him down a place in your in your rankings. I I think the offense is going to be great if Deshaun Watson is not suspended. I don't know what that process is going to look like. It's obviously way too early to tell until we know what they decide and they have a couple months to do it. If you're
1: drafting early, I don't know what to tell you honestly
2: he's a top five guy if he plays but the rumors are is they're going to try to suspend him for a year which is tough to do when you have other nfl owners who uh have gotten in trouble for similar things and and didn't even get a, a slap on the wrist so who who's to know what's going to happen not and nfl owners were not as pervasive as deshaun watson was but yeah i it's a cool offense if he plays. If it's not, I'm not sure you really want a whole lot to do with
1: any of it.
0: I hope to god everybody drafts after we know what happens with
1: Deshaun. Um man. You know, looking back on it, I just can't believe that the Browns
0: even oh. even did this trade, even the def- like the guaranteed contract.
1: Just all of it. I can't can't believe he's even there. It's wild that Houston got as
0: much
2: as they could get for him. It's wild.
1: But yeah,
0: I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I've seen everything from a half season suspension to like people calling
1: for him to be barred for life. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh I think that does it
0: for Cleveland. And then I think that really does it for all of the NF AFC North. Excuse me. Um, Now moving from what could be. The best division in the conference. Second best. I said, what could be? It's not the best. (laughs) uh, To. Uh, I don't even know. One of the this division
2: could be good too. It could,
0: it <laughs> could be, but it's probably not. I mean, save for Buffalo, um, the AFC East. Shall we? Um, I don't really know if there's a lot of groundbreaking stuff that we're going to be able to talk about. Buffalo. Josh Allen finished as the quarterback one. We have him ranked as the quarterback one. You're going to have to spend up to get him. I think personally, the personally that quarterbacks are too deep of a position to merit drafting Josh Allen in the first three rounds. So I'm probably not going to have Josh Allen because of that. Um, Stefan Diggs, you know, we have him ranked in our top five as far as position consensus. Um, Dawson Knox is a fringe tight end one. Dude needs to keep up his uh, touchdown production because he's not going to be able to produce as a high quality tight end without those nine scores that he put up last year. He's got to get some targets. Yeah, he does. But I think really the, the main talking point here is
1: Gabriel Davis uh, and Gabriel Davis's playoff production. Now, Everybody watches the playoffs. Everybody saw what Gabriel Davis did. Um,
0: you're gonna kind of have to spend up to get him too, like he's yeah, going. His ADP keeps going up and up and up and up. Yeah, so he's currently going. Let me switch to wide receivers here. He's currently going ninety fifth overall. Which 95 divided by 12, Alex, quick math
1: is the end of the eighth round. So that's.
2: Could be good. I mean, if he fills that Beasley target role, but who's to say? Kind of a shot in the dark, but an electric offense. I think it's fun personally to talk about the running backs here because they drafted James Cook. They have Devin Singletary. They still have Zach Moss. I
1: don't know. Somebody's going to like.
2: I, I don't really either, but I do know that at one point last year that you were drooling and so happy that you Devin Singletary in one league because he's like, oh my God, he got 12 carries. He looked great against, I think it was the Saints or something like that. And then like the next week he had like two carries. So predicting this backfield is going to be tough and I don't think either of us want anything to do with any of them.
0: It's Singletary early downs. I think James Cook probably takes over passing down work. Um, I mean, they also lost Emmanuel Sanders. To me, the, it's the only intrigue that I have is for Gabriel Davis and eighth round. Meh.
1: I would love to get him in the double digits. I just don't think you're going to be able to wait that long. Yep, I agree. So. All right. <sighs> what about New England? Is there anything
0: in New England that you find particularly noteworthy? They drafted a ton of running backs. They,
1: I, uh, I I, I
2: love the fact that Damian Harris had 15 touchdowns last year. Uh, it's fun to me. I, I can't believe he had that many rushing touchdowns. Didn't have a thousand yards, but had 15 tutties. I think the offense probably takes a step forward with Mac Jones in year two. They have a ton of weapons around him, honestly, with, between Jacoby Myers. They brought in Devontae Parker from... The Miami Dolphins—they still have Hunter Henry, who I believe, uh, well, he had nine, nine uh, receiving touchdowns. They, like they have skill position guys here. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Mac Jones year two. Their defense is still going to be the calling card, but they're going to run the ball quite a bit and and keep Mac Jones upright. And the offense is not going to be terrible but it's just not the sexiest offense that you want to get fancy guys from because Bill Belichick might bench somebody if Damian Harris fumbles or maybe Ramondre Stevenson emerges a little bit more this year. And Jacoby Myers, he didn't have a receiving touchdown until like in a garbage time game for the first, I don't know, 30 games of his career or whatever like that. So there's just not a whole lot to like in the receiving core. And even Hunter Henry, he was super touchdown dependent last year. So there's just not a whole lot to like on this offense,
1: honestly.
0: Yeah, pass on New England. And um, I want to pass on the next one, too. Kind I just, I don't know. I Do you? I'm not going to be willing to spend the draft capital to land Tyreek Hill. I just know I'm not going to be able to do it. Like he had 1,200 yards and nine scores with Pat Mahomes last
1: year. Like, do you think he does that this year? I guess Waddle had over 1,000 yards with Tua.
2: Yeah. So if you've lived under a rock for the last five months, like myself, Tyreek Hill got traded to Kansas City. They gave him a huge new contract. So him, Waddle, and Gesicki uh, are going to be in the same offense. And they're basing it that Tua Tangovaloa is going to be able to get all these guys the ball. And I'm not sure if they're going to be able to. Uh, Mike McDaniel is their new head coach there. He is the former offensive coordinator for the uh, San Francisco 49ers, replacing Brian Flores. So the calling card on this team is going to be offense. I like Tua as more of a sleeper quarterback than I'll want to spend the capital because you don't know who it's going to be on a weekly basis, whether it's Waddle or Gasicki or whether it's Tyreek Hill.
1: <sighs> what about the running backs? Anything? Uh, do you want
2: to deal with Miles Gaskin Potentially. Uh, do you want to deal with the oft-injured Raheem Mostert? You want to take a swing at Chase Edmonds?
0: I mean, out of that's, the heap. That's a heck
2: of a skill backfield, honestly. Out of. So, Sony Michelle is there too.
0: Out of that heap,
1: and it is a stinky heap. I think Chase Edmonds, right?
2: Probably, but Mostert knows the 49ers offense that they're going to be implementing. And he's still one of the fastest players in the NFL.
0: So it's probably Chase
2: (laughs) Edmonds.
1: Probably. For my money, I would put it on Chase Edmonds. And I'm just, again,
0: I'm not going to be, I'm going to be going elsewhere than Tyreek this season. I already know.
2: Yeah. Uh, Also, it it should be noted that they signed Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys, who isn't uh, a terrible wide receiver either. So they're fully loaded. And it really comes down to if, if Tua can get him the ball. Do you think Waddle can finish as a wide
1: receiver too? Sure. Of course he can. <laughs> I mean, for being honest, like, of course
2: he can. I, I'm, I'm considerably more bullish on them
1: than you are. Well, Waddle's ADP. Where, what round would you draft Waddle in? Uh, Probably the fifth. Okay. All right, here. Let me ask you this. Uh, Jalen Waddle or Jerry Judy? Uh, I would take Jerry Judy. Uh Waddle or Michael Pittman? I like Pittman. Michael Thomas. Um, it's probably Michael Thomas, provided he is uh practicing. Hollywood Brown. I would prefer Waddle. Okay, Uh, D-Hop. He's suspended the first six weeks, so probably Waddle. Cortland Sutton. That's a toss-up for me. Probably probably Sutton. Okay. Waddle is going in front of all of those guys. Yeah, that's probably a little early. So, so
2: I, I I probably won't be getting him much, but I, I don't think he's going to be terrible.
0: I don't think he will be terrible. I just, I don't think he does any better than he did last season. Not with Tyreek in town.
2: Yeah. I think people are just going to overpay, unfortunately.
0: So, all right. Uh, last up in the AFC East, talk to me about the J E T S jets, jets, jets.
2: I think we can go to the
0: next division. No, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you love the jets and they suck. I, I just did. The I've write never up. seen somebody excited about a bad
0: team like this. I ever. literally just did the write up. For, You're more
2: excited for the Jets I than need, you are the Miami Dolphins.
0: I need to talk about Brees Hall. Here we go. So uh <clears throat> Brees Hall graduate from running back university, also known as the Iowa State University. That's not
2: Memphis.
0: (laughs) I mean, the dude was second team, all big 12 as a freshman. He led the FBS with close to 1600 rushing yards as a sophomore runner up for the Doak Walker award, which is the top collegiate running back last season. You're a dope. You're a dope. He is the first unanimous all American in Iowa state history and finished sixth in Heisman trophy voting. Like, He set an FBS record with 24 straight games with a rushing touchdown. Brees Hall is going to be a thing this year. Michael Carter is going to be invisible this year. Wait, hold on. He scored a touchdown in how many straight games? 24? That's two seasons.
2: And and they average like 14 points a game. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) The Jets traded up into the second round to
1: draft the guy. Like, okay,
0: I just think Brees Hall is going to do very well. I think he'll be a three down back, and I think he could be a value. Okay, that's fine. And he's also
2: going to have to go against the Buffalo Bills, the Patriots, and Miami's defenses six times. That's not something that you want to be messing around with in those games where those defenses are going to absolutely stomp
0: the Jets. Yeah, we'll see about that.
2: <clears throat> Moving on to the AFC. I mean, can we let's make a bet of some like I, they're going to they're going to go. zero and six against those three teams. OK, I'll take that board bet.
0: OK, that's fine. That's easy. If they if the Jets, you don't think the Jets are going to win one game. Against those three teams. No, they, they <laughs> Absolutely play not.
2: three of them at home.
0: I don't right. care. Well, that's the that's the first. You board think bet. Zach
2: Wilson's any good?
0: I think he could get hurt and his backup could be better.
2: I think he's bad.
0: (laughs) I think that offense (laughs) is
2: still bad.
0: Uh, All right. Well, if nothing less comes out of this show than technical errors, at least we have our first board bet of the year.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, My computer already died this podcast. So hopefully, Jason (laughs) can uh, work some magic on this. For those of you, uh, hopefully, it's not noticeable. But uh, yeah, I forgot to plug my computer in. Whoops. Hey. It's like riding a bike. You fall off a couple times when you first start getting back on.
0: To the AFC South we go. Um, if Yuck. there is one team that I probably want nobody on, it's Houston. Oh, stop it. You love Brandon Cooks. I love Brandon Cooks. You're right. I forgot Brandon Cooks is my guy this year. My yeah. uh, wide receiver yeah, 20. Yeah, you've claimed him. That's right. Even though we, everybody knows that he's, he's freaking my guy. Well, rank him higher than me and he can be yours again. Until then. Brandon Cooks is mine. I mean, he's a wide receiver too on volume. That's it's just pure volume. Yep. Uh, they they did add John Mechie, who's coming back from ACL. All these rookie wide receivers are coming back from ACLs. Um, but Brandon Cooks is still the guy there. Marlon Mack, out of I guess that heap <laughs> is the guy. Maybe, but like. Realistically, how many touchdowns does he score? If I told you the line for Marlon Mack season-long rushing
1: touchdowns was seven and a half, would you go over or under? That's a lot. So you would go under. So would you, yeah. go, would you go six and a half? No. Uh, you're
2: assuming he's going to get hurt, right?
0: <laughs> okay,
1: so you, won't, you would go under <laughs> six and a half? Probably. Yeah.
2: I mean, Rex Ooh. Burkhead was their goal line back last year. Uh, so I, I don't know that when, when we first started ranking guys, we even have a Houston running back ranked and we like felt obligated to put Marlon Mack in there. So it's, I there's mean, no Marlon there. Mack was pretty good a couple of years ago, but he's kind of done a whole lot of, Nothing. He is only going to be twenty. He's only twenty six. So maybe maybe the resurgence of Marlon Mack, the return of the Mack,
1: uh, it comes happens this year. Okay. Well, from worst to first, talk to me about Indy.
2: Yeah, uh, you really like this offense with with Matt Ryan. I do. Uh, there now, in, instead of if Carson Wentz. Obviously, they had the number one running back in fantasy last year in Jonathan Taylor. We expect a somewhat of a repeat performance. Maybe he's not one, but uh, hard to see him falling out of the top five, provided he stays healthy. And Michael Pittman is uh, is poised for a breakout with a, a real NFL quarterback with Matt Ryan. We're, we're both very high on him. They have a great offensive line. Their defense should remain solid. And we just think that the, that the, the change from Wentz to Ryan... Will make a a pretty substantial difference, and they'll they'll just have a better passing offense. And and Wentz wasn't terrible from a fantasy perspective, but we think Matt Ryan could could probably even be a little bit better than he was last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why Pittman can't do any better than he did with Wentz last year. Uh, so last season, Pittman was wide receiver seventeen. Um, I I see no reason why Matty Ice can't get him higher than that. I have him. As a fringe wide receiver one, personally, we are both higher on Pittman than the field of fantasy analysts. I think he's going to end up being one of the best second wide receivers that any fantasy team ends up with. And I say that he's going to be a second uh, wide receiver on fantasy teams because he's currently going in the middle of the fifth round. So yeah, love that. I would love to, to snag Michael Pittman in the fifth round, you know? That would just be absolutely nasty. So, he, shit. I mean, for that, he could even be a flex play. So... I, yeah, he, he
2: he might be people's wide receiver. He might be their third wide receiver Yeah, in in leagues.
0: Going which in is, his fifth round. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I think he's currently going a little bit too low. I think that that probably comes up a bit, but either way, I'm still high on him. I think he's a fringe wide receiver one. Yep. Taylor there's nothing to say like Taylor's the first pick in the draft that's it's just a foregone conclusion <clears throat> He will be moving on He should be. Yeah. Moving on to Jacksonville. Tell me Yuck. about Trevor Lawrence, year 2. What do we got?
2: Yeah, what did I say uh what did I say in the sacko's video T-Law but I'm more of a J-Law guy or something like y- that? Yeah, something like that. I Yeah, I I stand by that comment. Uh so so Urban Meyer. <laughs> I, would I would hope. Uh Urban Meyer's gone. Hey, hey, Doug Peterson's there, uh, former Eagles head coach. So James Robinson's coming back off of a a, a ruptured Achilles tendon or or torn Achilles tendon. So we don't know what his status is gonna be, assuming he's gonna start on the the pup list. So theoretically it's Travis Etienne's uh gig here to start the season uh potential league winner uh, I believe is what you said before we hopped on the podcast uh, to record. But he wasn't drafted. Uh, I mean he was drafted by by Urban Meyer. We don't know. Like Doug Peterson likes to kind of spread the ball around to all of his different running backs. So who knows what's going to happen there. But you have to expect that, that Trevor Lawrence is going to check down a whole ton to Travis Etienne this year. And then they brought Christian Kirk in who had a pretty good fantasy year last year. I mean, albeit it was with a different team, obviously. So he's he's in the loop. They got Evan Ingram, at tight end from the Giants, who's really never really done all that much. But they also have Marvin Jones Jr. They still have Zay Jones. LaVisca's still there. There's some weapons here. And hopefully uh, Peterson can figure out a way to, to get him the ball and Trevor Lawrence can actually... Uh, be competent with a competent NFL head coach,
0: yeah, see I'm just they're they're still going to be
2: bad, but yeah. theoretically there's going to be more garbage time, right,
0: yeah, oh well, even when they've been bad the last two years, James Robinson was a top twenty four running back, if not a a top ten running back in twenty twenty um mm-hmm. but you know even what was it the Florida Times Unions John Reed is writing that Jaguars running back James Robinson who is recovering from a torn Achilles will not likely be ready for next month's training camp um
2: right and they're and they're putting in a new offense and all that stuff so like ETN is going to be involved in, in all of that
1: if
0: Robinson starts on the pup and ETN starts hot like it could just be his, it, it, well. It could. <laughs> I don't think you'll have any takers if that's the case. But well, I just don't think that ETN. I think he has a good chance to be a three down back at the beginning of the season, grab a hold of the job, and then not let go. So Maybe. I, I don't think I'm planning. You know, we talk draft strategy all the time in all these pods. But one of one of my things that I've learned the hard way over the last several years is to draft healthy guys um you know i and and that's not james robinson and that's not james robinson um but it makes me like etn more because etn was already supposed to come in and take over the gig last year and then he had the list frank and missed um giving james robinson one more go around before he tore his achilles so i just think etn had the draft capital james robinson was a UDFA. Like everything is lining up this season for ETN to finally assert himself. So that's what I'm looking for. I think he's a huge value currently going in the fifth round. Uh, I like Travis ETN this year. Yeah, it, it, and I,
2: they're not really the same player, but it'd be fun to to see uh, Mr. Peterson kind of uh, deploy ETN in more of like a Darren Sproles type role, right? Like he, he's shown that he can be creative in, in getting his playmakers the ball.
0: Yeah, and you know, Etn is the lightning to James Robinson's thunder. Like that's the two different backs. But yeah, yeah. Um, The rest of that offense, I I don't think I want to touch. Um, Yep. Moving on, shall we to Tennessee? What a different offense this is going to be. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, Tannehill's going to therapy because he can't get over losing. Uh Derek Henry, hopefully is back healthy. You lose A.J. Brown to Philadelphia. You get A.J. Brown light in Treylon Burks through the, the A.J. Brown Ooh. trade with Philly, who can't f- find a way to practice. because um, he has asthma. He does it's have brutal.
2: asthma. Um, like can't even get on the field because he has asthma. I'm hopeful. Hopefully it's a Jamar Chase thing where he's having trouble catching the ball because there's not white stripes on it sort of thing, but not not great for a first round pick to. I mean, what's your scouting department
0: doing? I'm just I'm hopeful that it's a mini camp thing and not a training camp thing. Like, I'm (laughs) hoping that this just gets resolved in the next couple months and. In August, he's participating regularly. And doesn't, it, doesn't it
2: just make you really like Robert Woods, though, who got traded there from the Rams? If he wasn't
0: recovering from a, what, a torn ACL? Like, we go back to this health again. I mean, there's so many freaking ACLs this year. It's, I feel like it's more <laughs> no, than most. It's true. but it's true. Yeah, it, it kind of does, but if Burks is there and healthy, it just depends on how the preseason goes. Burks is going to have to play the preseason. He's a rookie. So has to. If he does Burks a lot. And Derek
2: and Derrick Henry's still a top five guy based on volume. Right.
1: All right. That uh those are all the
0: lesser divisions. This is, I think, the most fun division now. Oh man. The AFC West. I think I'm gonna save Denver for last. Uh let's start with Las Vegas, shall we? The only oh, interesting, the only real big move there. I mean, they added what Zemir white through the draft, which is just the eventual Josh Jacobs replacement. So that way they don't have to resign him next year. But the big move that they made was Devonte Adams on offense. Oof. Um Why? oof! I think it's exciting. It's going to be probably, it has the potential That's to be deadly. No, yeah. it's,
2: it's a great trade. I mean, One of the best receivers in football to go with one of the best route runners in football with Hunter Renfro,
0: and he and Adams could have one of his best
2: seasons. It's great, and Derek Hard's basically not going drafted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. With Renfro, Adams, and Waller, how could you how could you go undrafted? (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. If anything, I'm really excited for Josh Jacobs because I think there's not going to be a whole lot of people in the box this year. Waller. Should have a lot easier time getting open because he won't be bracketed every play like he was last year. Like, welcome to Devontae Adams. It's gonna be naughty. Yeah, it's gonna be
2: really, it's gonna be really great. And, you know, Josh McDaniels is there now. He jumped from the Patriots to be their head coach and kind of saw what was, you know. I'm sure that he's drooling to run an offense the way that he wants to. This is not going to be a Patriots offense. This is gonna be. Especially in this division, which is by far and away the best, or at least most interesting division in football. Yes. Uh, it It's it's going to be really fun to watch them.
0: I'm also going to create a new Sacky for best worst quarterback in the division, and I'm going to uh, award it already or nominate Derek Carr for being the best worst quarterback of any division. Because... The rest of these quarterbacks are all studs. I mean, Derek Carr is even a bit of a stud himself, but I can't can't believe it. But all right, let's just go up to the Los Angeles Chargers. What are you looking for out of L.A. this year?
2: I mean, Herbert was the second quarterback in fantasy last year in year number two. And. This offense is basically returning everybody. Eckler is still there. Keenan Allen's still there. Mike Williams is still there. Gerald Everett is there at the tight end position. And they drafted Isaiah Spiller, who I know you like quite a bit and think is going to replace Eckler um, next year. So if you're looking from a dynasty perspective, he's definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Yeah, I mean, this <coughs> offense is electric. There's nothing else to say. 38 passing touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I would actually expect that interception number to come down a little bit in year three. But 5,000 yards in year two. I love all of these guys. I I, I do. I, Ackler was running back two last year. Keenan Allen was run, or was wide receiver 14. And Mike Williams was wide receiver 11. Mike Williams was wide receiver 11 last year. And he is being really slept on hard this year. He's going way later than he should into somebody that that I really,
0: really like. Uh so <laughs> he's currently I, going 68th overall in
1: drafts, which is the middle of the sixth. That's ridiculous.
2: So, he, was, he was a wide receiver one last year.
1: So there, there's nothing
2: to not like about this offense. Absolutely nothing.
1: Um, yeah.
0: You know, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Isaiah Spiller just because of where he landed. Um, I really think that he probably ends up taking away short yardage and goal line carries away from Eckler. He's just a bigger back that's better suited for that kind of work. Um, I also think he's going to be one of the better handcuffs that are drafted and should be drafted um, because if Eckler misses and Spiller sees three down work, that's going to be a crazy role for him. Um, yep. Not much to add on the receivers, you know? We pretty much have them ranked right about where they finished, which is you know, is evidently substantially higher than where the pros are ranking these guys. But we're not the pros, we're the sackos. Um true. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Kansas City, shall we? There's a yeah, really lot of interest, changes.
2: really, really interesting. I mean, you get rid of Tyreek Kill and you replace him with Marquez Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster
0: yeah well the Chiefs vacated 340 targets from last season with the loss of Tyreek Hill um, and the other losses that they had as a team so there's a lot of opportunity if you gun to your head if you had to pick a receiver is it Juju Smith-Schuster
2: yeah it is He's proven he's done it before and I mean people kind of sleep on the year that he had a couple of years ago But he was a top five wide receiver uh, and he really hasn't done much lately but you would expect it's kind of sounds like they're planning on spreading the ball around pretty good and, and they're going to take some shots deep with MVS but I would anticipate Juju being more of like a a shorter possession guy but he's still got some speed too to to break it deep.
0: Yeah, If I had to pick a second wide receiver in this offense, for me, it's Sky Moore, who they drafted in the second round uh, out of Western Michigan. I think that he's a stud, and I think he uh, could return a lot of value this season. Uh, He is being drafted at pick 121, so 10th, 11th round.
2: Yeah, I just just don't forget, Juju's second year in the league, he had 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, and 166 targets. Do I think he's going to have that production? I don't. But do I think he's going to have over 100 targets? I absolutely do, and that's worth draft capital.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the running backs. Ronald Jones, is he...
2: Yeah, Ronnie Jones is there. Uh, Daryl Williams is gone. I believe he's in Arizona. And... Ronald Jones and Clyde edwards alaire the one of the more disappointing recent first round running backs. Can neither I? guy has great neither guy has great peripheral like yards after contact numbers or anything like that. So I uh, of the two I uh, obviously would prefer Clyde. Um but it wouldn't surprise me to see Ronnie take over more of the first second down work and have Clyde fill the role that he was originally drafted for which is more of a third round running back
1: I I'm going to let this one out early and it's for free Uh my ultra ultra (laughs) ultra deep sleeper for this season oh no is none other than Jarek McKinnon oh I thought you were going to go with Gore
0: no no, Jarek McKinnon was re-signed on a one-year deal. Uh, he was an absolute stud for the Chiefs in the playoffs. Um, I think there is an outside chance that he is able to wiggle his way into a regular role in this offense. Even when Clyde Edwards-Alaire came back um, from week 18, Through the first three rounds of the playoffs, McKinnon averaged 14.3 fantasy points and over four receptions per game. And then when CEH returned from injury in the divisional round, McKinnon still doubled his touches 30 to 15. So, I mean, he's proven that he can do it and that they prefer him to CEH. So I'm hopeful for McKinnon uh, this season. And he's my ultra deep sleeper. If you want to take a dart on somebody in the last round or even after the draft, he's your guy. Now,
1: double digit touches every playoff game. That gets us to our last team, which is Denver. Are you uh, are you ultra excited for Russ this year? Yes.
2: Russ has been freed from the bondage of Pete Carroll. Um, probably, yeah. Whatever, I won't say that. Um, the um, I mean, the, this offense has the ability to explode, right? They're basically returning everybody. They traded Noah Fan as part of that deal.
1: Now they have Albert. Banam, Whoa, oh, oh, Albert. Whoa, Black Betty. Akwubonam.
2: Whoa, oh, um the, the I mean, this offense is great. They they return pretty much everybody. Javante Williams is still there they brought back Melvin Gordon that, that backfield is going to remain split we were kind of hoping that Melvin wouldn't resign there but they're going to mitigate each other a little bit you want the passing offense here Russ is going to explode and Sutton's
0: there Jerry Judy's there I love both of them this year yeah uh, gun to your head Sutton or Judy I like Sutton
2: more, um, just because the, those air yards are, uh, I believe, uh, if I recall correctly from my research, he was like 10th in air yards or something last year with, with bad quarterbacks. Um, so I, I would prefer him, uh, to kind of take some of those deep shots, um, over Jerry Judy.
1: Oh. Okay. They're both going to be really good though. Okay. Um, Oh, I just
2: you. I want you, you have Ju, you have Judy so much higher. I do. It's just and good, you've sort
0: you've Sutton so much lower. <laughs> I think Judy is me a, the the better receiver. I don't know Sutton. Uh, they're just they're very different guys. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I am excited for
1: uh, Javante Williams year two. I just. I don't think I'm going to... Sp- Melvin limits him so much.
0: Well, that's what I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to end up with him. Like, unless something happens in the preseason where they say that Javante Williams will be a three-down back or it's his you know gig to lose, then I just... I'm not going to land him. He's going 23rd overall right
1: now. Like, Zeke is going after him. Saquon is going after him yeah
2: and, and Williams and Gordon had the exact same amount of carries last year do you really think that's going to substantially swing one way or the other
1: of course it's not so a man did he look good when Gordon missed the end of the year it's true that game against the Chiefs he exploded well that does it for our AFC preview welcome back Technical- it's nice to
2: talk football with you again
0: it's nice to see your face.
2: Oh, that doesn't get told to me very often.
0: Yeah, it did today. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, do all of the things. Follow us on social media. We are at the FF Sackos everywhere. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. At the FF Sacos.